Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Winner Circle. I, of course, am your host, Anthony Wynn. It's good to be back. Sorry, just dropped something off the table to start off. That, that, that's the way we're just going to do it right now. Okay. But um, <laughs> I know it's been a couple weeks. Uh, had to delay last week, had some things going on, so didn't really have the time. I started school back up and all that stuff, and so, you know, I kind of had to get some things done there. But it's been... There's been a lot lately, and and just in the two weeks that I haven't been on, of course we have the Super Bowl coming up this weekend. It's Kansas City against Philadelphia. I mean, I think I could speak for everybody um, outside of Philadelphia saying, "Let's go Chiefs," because if you're not, then you're, you're you know you're dead to me. Okay, just had to get that out of the way. Um, but yeah, it's been crazy. Brady retired. He's done. Maybe, probably, hope hopefully. Just want him to be out. Um, you know, I respect his greatness and all that stuff, but good good riddance. <laughs> but uh, we, I think we also had one of the more historic NBA trade deadlines in recent memory. I mean, I'll, I heard a stat this morning talking about how 10% of the league got traded, which is crazy. But a lot to talk about there, uh, primarily KD and Kyrie, both leaving the Nets. Um, but we'll get into all that. We got Brian Dable winning coach of the year, uh, and I think it was the right decision. We'll talk about that. The Jets sweep as far as the defensive and offensive rookie players of the years. You got Garrett Wilson winning that and Sauce Gardner, which is crazy. There's just a lot to get into. Uh, how, see, look, uh, this is what I was talking about. I, I, didn't, I left off my note, LeBron breaking the scoring record all time in the NBA. That shit happened. Craziness. That's crazy. So, you know, I'm going to try and get into that. Dude, Rangers made a huge move. There's so much. There's there's a lot. There's a lot. But um, I'm going to start with uh, the Nets and KD and Kyrie. Well... It's been it's been a, a a long two weeks. I mean, dude, the Nets were just 18, 18 and two, you know, and then you know they lost a couple once they lost KD, of course, and you know, but you're thinking once KD comes back, like they they're gonna have a shot here. Like they were they were playing great basketball, and then out of the blue, <laughs> Kyrie comes out says he wants to be traded before the deadline, and look we can go into all the reasons behind it. We can go into, you know, Kyrie has not really made a great name for himself here because um, he hasn't. I mean, look, with everything. So, look, every Kyrie wanted the max deal, uh, the max extension from the Nets, and what they offered him was, you know, a lot of conditions within the contract. Look. At the bottom, the bottom line. At the end of the day, Kyrie Irving has played fifty-five percent of the games with in within. I think this five-year span with the Nets, four years, five years is one of the two. Fifty-five percent of the games, him and KD played together. I think it was like not even half. I got to get those numbers, but I heard it all week, and it's just like availability alone. You can't give this guy a max deal without those conditions. So apparently, like they, they, there wasn't guaranteed money unless they won a championship. Like things like that 
you know, were in the contract, and obviously he didn't. Kyrie did not like that. And look, so much has happened with this team, and whether you want to believe it or not, and I know there's a lot of Kyrie defenders out there. You gotta you gotta put the majority of blame on on him. I mean, look look at what happened with this team. You get you get Kyrie and KD. To, first of all, the only reason KD goes to Brooklyn is because Kyrie. All right, because when they were free agents at the same time, they were a package deal. And you got to give the Knicks credit for this, by the way. In hindsight, they didn't want they they were all in on KD, but they did not want Kyrie to be a part of it. Like they they saw the writing on the wall with this guy because everywhere he went, he was a cancer. I mean, he somehow made Boston worse with that lineup with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, and he he somehow made them worse. Okay, so like let's just keep everything in perspective here. He, you can't you can't trust him. I mean, in my opinion, he's one of the more selfish superstars in the game. I mean, and he also just thinks he's smarter than everybody else. I mean, he says it to you. He's he's called the media like like peasants or not peasants like just like pawns. Like he called them pawns like in the game. And to and you know what? I mean. To a certain extent, I don't. I don't necessarily disagree where he's coming from. There's a lot of times where I hear stories and and things like that, and they're just talking about it to talk about it. To, I, I mean, I get it, but at the same time, they have a job to do, and it's part of their job. Like, just like it's part of your job to be there to play basketball. That's what you're. That's what they're paying you to do. I mean, let's be real. Look, look. We can get into the, all the controversies and things like that. I don't really even want to do that, okay? It cost them games. It costed him games. That, that, that's all that matters to me in this situation. When it comes to the contract negotiations and everything like that, you can say whatever you want about Kyrie, okay? I'm not going to kill him for not getting the vaccine. I'm not vaccinated. B- big whoop, all right? I'm not going to kill him for that. And the, the rules were asked backwards in New York at the time to begin with. So... Look, it is what it is on that on that front. But at the end of the day, you know, the 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 rest of the team who did get it, and you know, the, the he's the he's one of the best players on the team, especially when KD's out because he's always dealt with injury since he's been in Brooklyn. So, look, look, man, this is just strictly about availability to me. And I'm not even going to get into the whole, you know, when when the Capitol was, you know, ambushed, whatever you want to call it. He was, you know, the social unrest from that. He literally disappeared from the team for like two weeks. Didn't tell anybody what he was doing. Like during a Nets game, he was he was seen on a Zoom call with a senator. Which look, look, man, I I I don't want to kill anything he stands for. He seems like a smart dude. I mean, he treats he treats everybody like he's smarter than everybody else. I mean, that's a fact. But and I don't want to go after anything that he does like off the court I'm I'm trying to I'm trying it's just not being available okay like if I'm a teammate I'm not happy and you know you heard that the the, you know the Nets teammate like the team was a little upset when they traded Kyrie because I got he was behaving other than the anti-semitism things that that happened in the beginning of the year I mean that that really quieted down it quieted down. You you didn't really hear much about that after like the week it happened. You know what I mean? He got suspended for that. But since then, it's all it's been all about ball. And you could tell he's been playing great. And then, 
what happened here in this situation was that the contract offer from the Nets was he didn't like it and he felt disrespected. That's what he said in his uh, introductory press conference with the Dallas Mavericks because they obviously traded him to the Mavs. Nets get back Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, I think that's his name, and, you know, I think a couple, maybe a draft pick or two. I don't remember the exact details, but Kyrie's on the Mavs now, and he's and you know what I I understand the Mavs making this move to see what they can do together, him and Luca, and you know they're trying to go for it. They see that the West is wide open. Although when that deal was made, you thought the West was wide open because that that's an at the end of the day, man. A lot a lot could be said about this whole situation with the Nets. And we're going to get into how much of a failure it actually was. But Kyrie leaving, I mean, the writing was on the wall for KD to also leave. So Dallas trades for Kyrie. And then you're thinking, wow, all right. Like, because the, then the Nets came out and said they're not shopping KD. Like, they they are not looking to trade Kevin Durant. So it seemed like they were going to play out the rest of the season because KD's hurt right now. He, he'll be back probably after the All-Star break, but he's hurt right now. And you know, so when he they were they you know so they got those two pieces from the Mavs. Cam Thomas has been balling since that Kyrie trade. By the way, he's had forty points in three, I think three games in a row, maybe four in a row. Twenty-one years old, he's balling. So you know, I mean, they got some pieces. They're not. They're not going. They're not going to. I don't know if I don't think they're winning a title, but they can win a playoff round for sure with Kevin Durant on this team. Anything can happen with KD healthy. So you know you're thinking, all right, they're not trading KD. Let's see what they can do. Well, twenty not not twenty four hours after the Kyrie trade, wake up yesterday morning, and which is Thursday by the way, and Kevin Durant's traded to the Phoenix Suns. For a whole, for a bunch of people, um, is it Malik Beasley? I don't know if it's Malik Beasley or some someone else. Hold on, let me look. I'm actually gonna look up this trade. Kevin Durant trade. <clears throat> well, clearly, after Ky- I'm sorry, I know that was some bad radio silence there. <laughs> But um, clearly after Kyrie gets traded, I mean, KD was like, all right, well, th- clearly we're not going to win a championship now. And so, you know, you could tell he's ring chasing. If I'm KD, I'm pissed at Kyrie Irving. That's just my opinion. But, I mean, players aren't going to kill players, and they were best friends. And, I, you know, it, it, it is what it is, I guess. I mean, it's just it's so, it's so upsetting. To see like that not work out, and it's you know, you when this happened, you just thought the Nets were going to win multiple championships with these guys, and it just <laughs> it just blew up in their faces. Like if I'm the Nets, I'm you know you can't kill the Nets for going after these guys. Every team in the league at the time is making the same mistake. It ended up it ended up being a mistake. And really where the Nets went wrong was the trade for Harden because, you know, that was a three-team trade. And, 
you had Hart, you, you, Jared Allen is, is in that package. You know, Karis LeVert is in that package. A bunch of picks are in that package. You gave up four first-round picks to get James Harden and gave away a lot of great, really good pieces to your team. You, you could have won a championship without James Harden. I think you got a little greedy there, but I also thought you got James Harden for an insurance policy on Kyrie because at the time Kyrie was going AWOL. So, again, this is why it all stems back to Kyrie in my eyes. And look, it's just it. It's it's just unfortunate. And so here, all right. So I got the I got the KD um, trade. So per Woj, you know this guy's the biggest insider in the NBA. Kevin Durant was traded from the Brooklyn Nets to the Phoenix Suns for a package that includes dynamic forward Mikael Bridges. Sorry. I th- I, Malik Beasley is the other dude that I think got traded to uh, the Lakers. That's dating Scottie Pippen's uh, ex-wife. <laughs> oh, and by the way, Scottie Pippen Jr. on the Lakers. Just so you know. That should be interesting. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Mikhail Bridges, which is a big piece. Because you got to remember, KD over the summer, before the season started, requested a trade. And he wanted to go to Phoenix, and Phoenix wasn't, willing to uh, offer up Mikael Bridges at the time, which shut that deal down pretty much. So they got him. They got Cam Johnson, former UNC Tar here, won a national championship. Thank you, Cam. Appreciate you. He's coming to Brooklyn. He's a a sniper. The dude can shoot from anywhere. Um, Jay Crowder, great defender, um, which, you know, it is what it is. But And four unprotected first-round picks. So they pretty much got all the picks back. That's a good... To me, the Nets did okay. Like, if I'm a Net fan, after after, after dealing with everything that went on with Kevin Durant and Kyrie and James and not Ben Simmons, which, by the way, I'm sorry, Net fans, I do feel bad for you, that the, the, the biggest piece that you have now is Ben Simmons. I mean, that's just that's just really unfortunate. It's really unfortunate, but yeah, man, I, it's, you know, you're not, I think you're still a playoff team. Are you a top six team? Eh, I don't know about that, but you're going to make the play in and you're going to have an opportunity to get in the playoffs. I think still with this roster, I, I think this is a pretty good roster and you've got all those picks back. See, see if I was a net fan too. I don't think I'm I'm screaming for Sean Marks' job, who's the GM of the Nets, by the way. I don't think I'm screaming for his job. I think you can argue that that James Harden trade and then the trade to Philly to get back Ben Simmons and not much else for, for James Harden, uh, you know, you can, argue, you can argue that, that those were two just bad deals and those are probably the biggest mistakes that he has made. Because, again, I'm not going to kill him for signing Kyrie and KD. I mean, I'm just not going to kill him for that. Every other team in the league would have made the same mistake, except for the Knicks, by the way. <laughs> so I think they deserve credit for that, too. I really do. Like, I, like, I'm just saying. But that is a biased opinion. But anyway, um, you know... At the end of the day, I think the Nets did, Nets did okay. I understand them wanting to get out from under this craziness and just trying to remedy the mistakes. Sean Marks should keep his job. 
you got to remember, he built the team that KD and Kyrie wanted to come to. So let him do it again. You know he knows what he's doing. You know it. Now they can get back to what they used to be doing. The, 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 the specific mistakes, trading for James Harden, trading James Harden away. Those are the two biggest like specific mistakes. Another huge mistake is that you just sold your soul to these two guys. And KD took a backseat to Kyrie and let Kyrie do whatever he wanted. Uh, you know, had them fire the head coach, Kenny Atkinson, which, by the way, if Tibbs doesn't make it through the season, which I think he might, um, depending on where they finish, but if he doesn't make it through the season, Kenny Atkinson's the hire. Please, please, him or Mark Jackson. Those are the only two, in my eyes, that should be the next next head, head coach if Tibbs doesn't make it through the season or gets fired at the end of the season. We'll see what happens there because this – I. I I like how the Knicks are playing lately. It, I'm going to get into them. So at the end of the day, again, big failure for the Nets in my in my eyes. You know they should they 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 won one playoff series with this roster with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden. I get injuries got in the way. Like I, I understand all that, but with what was talked about when this first went down, it, just a big failure in my eyes. I'm just that's just me, but um. The Knicks did make a move, you know they 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 traded away Cam Reddish to get Josh Hart, and I think it was a twenty three first round pick, um, protected first round picks. There there's differences when it comes to these types of deals. I I, I like the deal. Um, the Knicks, the reason I like it is because one, Cam Reddish didn't touch the floor, and to get a player like Josh Hart who. You know, he's not a superstar by any stretch. He's not even a star. He's a really good role player off the bench. I mean, you got to think he probably takes Miles McBride's minutes away, unfortunately. I do love Deuce, but, I mean, Josh Hart deserves a roster spot. There's a reason why we trade him for, traded for him. So, you know, 3 and D guy. He's a, he's a really good defender, really good perimeter defender. I, I like the move. And two... He's coming to play with Jalen Brunson again. They, you got to remember they were they won a national championship in college uh, against my freaking Tar Heels and that crazy ass buzzer beater. I know my college boys remember that like it was yesterday. That shit was crazy. But anyway, college teammates coming back. Jalen Brunson's psyched about it. Which, by the way, Jalen Brunson should be an All Star. That's just my opinion. I know it's a biased opinion, but with every, all the injuries. Coming out right now, Jalen Brunson should be in there. Just my opinion. But anyway, um, so they make that move. I think it is a very good roster spot. Um, I think he's going to contribute well. And again, I just want to bring them up just for a second. I love the way they've been playing lately. It looks like they finally, finally have gone to Jalen Brunson down the stretch. I mean, you saw the other day. They just can't go to Randall anymore. The one time he had the ball... I think within the final four minutes of the game, what do he do? Travel. From there on out, it was Jalen Brunson having the ball. I, I'm again. Look, I don't know what this this team without Julius Randle right now is not a thirty win team. I understand all that. He's an all star for a reason. He's having a great season. I, I, I'm not here to shit on Randle. He just can't have the ball in crunch time. Okay, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of his, but he just can't have the ball in crunch time. He can't. 
He doesn't know what to do with the ball. I don't mind him shooting in crunch time. But him dribbling the basketball and facilitating the offense does nothing. The ball sticks to him. Everybody just stands around and watches to see what he's going to do because he's going to go ISO anyway. And the other team knows that. So Jalen Brunson needs to have the ball from now on, no questions asked, and it looks like they're doing that because the last three or four games, they've closed it well. What have we said about the Knicks all season? All season. I couldn't understand why the same thing kept happening over and over and over and over again. And what I mean by that is giving up 17-point leads, 25-point leads, 27-point leads, 18-point leads here. Letting them shoot a three the other night against the Clippers instead of fouling and just putting him on the free throw line for two because he's probably going to try to miss the second free throw. And how often does that happen? You've got to play the game, man. Or he'll go and make both free throws. you got to go down the floor and make your free throws, which you have been doing. So can we just see this at a more consistent rate, please? I know, again, last four games have been good. I want to keep that going. I want to keep that going. So Jalen Brunson, ball in the hands. That's all I'm going to talk about the Knicks. There's not much else to talk about the Knicks with because – We'll see where where they go, because now the now the East is wide open. You get rid of freaking KD and Kyrie on Brooklyn. That's one team you don't have to worry about now. I mean, you you can move up and down. You're only a half game out of the sixth spot behind Miami, which by the way you play them like three times within the next two weeks, three weeks. So those are big games. Let's see what happens, man. Let's see what happens. I'm not fully over yet. Those games against Miami mean a lot. Let's just see how it looks. These next two weeks are going to tell us everything about the Knicks. Okay? We'll see what happens. But one more thing I want to bring up in the NBA. And this was also a topic of conversation throughout the last two weeks. And it's something I do want to get into because I think it's going to ruin the league. And the next CBA negotiations are going to be rough because this load management shit is is getting a little crazy. And to be fair, the reason it got started is cuz LeBron sat out, you know, one of the games cuz he wanted to play at Matt. He sat out the game against Brooklyn because the next night he was playing in the Garden, and of course he's going to play in the Garden. And a lot of a lot of things got brought brought up, you know, he had the left ankle soreness or whatever. And he has been having a, a, a nagging ankle issue, and that's fine. But it's just it's just that these player the players now and look LeBron's 38 39 years old so again i i don't think i'm killing him as much as all these other guys like Kawhi who by the way has had a lot of injury issues too i understand all of this but you know i i just and you know again i'll bring up Kyrie's 55% games played with the Nets in the 4 years 5 years he was there so it just bothers me to the point like dude like i know i'm not on your level but if i was like there i i know this is like just the craziest thing to say but like if i was there i'm doing whatever the fuck it takes to play i mean just go back to to jordan go back to kobe i mean look dude kobe kobe once said he does whatever he can he puts his body through hell 
Kobe put his body through hell. And he does what he did whatever he could to, you know, get up and play the next day because you he might, you know, he knows that somebody might be in the crowd who saved up so much money to go to this game just to see him play for the first time. Like that alone like made him you know go. And these players now not and not, it's such a it's tough because I get it. 82 games is a lot of games, but they've been doing it for 100 years. And I don't know. I think it's just, I mean, that's what you get paid to do, man. It's just what you get paid to do. And, you know, if you're healthy enough to play, you need to play. That's just my personal opinion. You know, we can go back and forth on this all you want to talk about the sports science behind it, about it about how it helps prevent injuries. I don't know about you, but I, all I see are people injured all the fucking time. That's all I see. Injured all the time. All the time. It's in every sport now. It's not... It's not the, only, the only sport it doesn't happen in is really football, and it kind of does, because if you have a, you know, if you have a, like a playoff... Say at the end of the season, you have a playoff spot, like, clinched already, and it's not going to move, you're, you're resting all your starters. The Giants just, just did that. So, I mean, that's kind of the that's not really the equivalent though. I mean, that's that's just football's version of it. All these other dude, and hockey, they don't do that. Hockey players don't do that. I mean, come on, man. It baseball and the NBA are the worst of it. And the reason it's so bad for the NBA and this is what I'm going to get into, it's ruining the league because the NBA is such a star-driven league. People don't People aren't fans of teams anymore in the NBA. People aren't like me rooting for a Knicks team that has been so bad for so long, you know, just because, you know, you're prideful about your teams. I'm fans of players too, but I will never go against my team just because, like, I get – like, my favorite player all time was Vince Carter. He was never a Nick. But it, when he was against the Knicks, I'm going for the Knicks. I'm not going for Vince Carter just because he's my favorite player. That's my point. So – you know, it's just nowadays, like kids follow the players. How many Steph Curry fans are out there that go for Golden State? How many, you know, how many LeBron James fans are out there that just go for all the teams that he plays for? You know what I mean? And so, Kevin Durant, even Kyrie Irving, I'll say it because there are people who love Kyrie Irving. And again, I don't want to kill Kyrie. On the basketball court, that dude is a magician. It's like a privilege to watch him play basketball. It is. All the other shit is just the problem with him. And I don't like getting into that stuff. So, but this load management shit is going to be a problem because you are you have such a star-driven league that people just go to see people play. Like, you got people who work in the, in the sports industry that just go to games because... You got people paying $69,000 the other night to go watch LeBron break the scoring record. I mean, come on. How many Laker fans are in there? Everybody's there to see LeBron do one thing and one thing only, break the record. The Lakers lost that game. No one gave a shit. He broke the record. So, (laughs) that's my point. And so, like, you know, it happened in Miami. Someone, Someone came from Argentina to see Jimmy Butler play, and guess what? He was out. And good on Jimmy Butler. He made sure that... 
you know, the next he he's paid for like their stay for the rest of the weekend so he can go to another game where he was playing and gave them and gave them tickets again to go to that game. Like good on him for that. See, that's what I'm talking about. And he and you know, if if you're going to do what you're going to do, you have to do that. I mean, you have to do that. Do you not? I don't know. I guess you don't, but again, like these guys got to realize, bro, like it's it's they talk about how it's just a game. Yeah, well, a lot of people are watching you play this game. And a lot of people are paying money to come watch you play this game. The reason you have $50 million a year in your contract is because we come here every day <laughs> to watch you play. So how about you play? That's just my opinion. <laughs> By the way, next, next, the next CBA is going to be an issue because the owners are going to try and fix that problem and the players are going to want to play less games and receive the same amount of money, and that's just not going to happen. So that's why I'm predicting a lockout. I don't, remember, I don't know what year. I think it's after this year, maybe next year, maybe after next year where those negotiations start. Going to be a lockout. That's just my opinion. But um, I'm going to get into the Rangers for a little bit because – they made a huge move this past week. Rangers made a huge move, and they get Vladimir Tarasenko from the St. Louis Blues. Trade back Sammy Blay, who hasn't been doing shit for us, so I love that. I, I think there was a couple picks in there, too. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they did. They traded somebody else. <laughs> All I know is we got Tarasenko and the defenseman. All I care about is Tarasenko. And for those of you who just probably are checking out right now on the hockey standpoint but top six dude he's gonna be in probably with the top line i would be wouldn't be surprised to see him with like panarin zabinajad i'd like that line with tarasenko on it um this dude's had six seasons with 30 plus goals he was an all-star this year um you know the Rangers have been good, good lately, man. I mean, they've they're on a four game point streak. They've won their last three. Um, they got the Kraken tonight, which is not an easy game. And they got Carolina tomorrow in Carolina, and your boy will be there. Um, I'm extremely excited to see what happens and who is in net tonight. I'm hoping Halaka is playing against uh, Seattle. If, if you want my personal humble opinion, because I know Shesterkin doesn't play back-to-backs, and I am going to the second game of the back-to-back. But I doubt it. I'm sure they'll start Shesterkin tonight, and then I'll see Halox tomorrow. Don't get me wrong. I'm not mad about it. I mean, I'm a little upset about it because I love watching Shesterkin play. The only time I've gotten to see him is in was in Game 2 of last year against Carolina, and we unfortunately lost that game, but it he was great, um, but yeah, I would like to see him play against Carolina. You'd think maybe, you know, with it being a divisional opponent and it's their first game back from the All-Star break and you're 10 points behind them, um, let's get the best goaltender in there, please. Again, nothing against Halak. He's been playing great as of late. He has been, and he's a very formidable backup goalie, especially behind Shesterkin. Who likes to, you know, again, he doesn't play back-to-backs. I understand all that. But, um, see, well, I guess hockey has its version, too, of, of load management. With the goalies, at least. 
You don't see that from any of the position players, but with the goalies, they do. They definitely do. So I take that back. But look, man, they've been playing really good hockey, and, you know, they, they've just made a move that they believe puts them over the top. I got to give Chris Drury credit. It's a really good deal. And, and by the way, St. Louis is still paying 50% of Tarasenko's contract, so we even got out of the full deal there. He did a great job here, man. And <laughs> look, if they get hot and Shesterkin, you know, starts to be a little more consistent, I want to see a little bit more consistency this year. He's 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 still top ten in most of the of of the statistics, but look, it's hard to it's hard to compare the this year to last year. He's still really good this year, but last year was just a crazy year for a goalie to have. Yeah, he he's definitely not going to win the Vesna this year, but he's still been really, really good, and you know you can depend on him. But, yeah, man, I'm going to the game tomorrow night. I'm hoping he plays. Even if he doesn't play, I'm repping my boys. I'm hyped about this game. And Carolina's a team that we need to beat. If we can, we beat them already once this year at home, I'm inter- I, and we're a really good team on the road, so I'm 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 interested to see how this goes. Um, it's a very big game that I'm walking into, and I'll trust me. In hostile territory, which by the way, Carolina's not really hostile territory. They're shitting all those people. Every fan there doesn't know what the fuck's going on. I'm just being honest. I've been to more than a few games, um, so just saying. Just saying. And by the way, it's half Ranger fans when when they're playing the Rangers anyway. Let's just be real. Let's just be real. And that just makes my point even even more. Just saying. Although my cousins are going to be there, and they are Carolina Hurricanes fans. They're fraud, fraud fans. Fraud fans. I'll repeat that. Fraud fans. But, you know, they'll be there and... You know, rooting for Carolina, not knowing what's happening. No, nah, I'll I'll give my cousin Ryan and 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 his wife Rebecca credit and Sean. They know what's going on. They know what's going on. They they've got they they weren't into hockey prior to moving down here. I'll give them that. I'll give them that. It's not like they were a Penguins fan coming from Pennsylvania or a Flyers fan or something like that. They just they just got into it here because honestly, it's the only thing to get into here because. The Hornets basketball situation is not great. The Panthers football situation is not great. And they were Giants fans prior to that. So, you know. But, yeah, I'm excited to go to the game tomorrow. I'm hoping for a big win because we need to make 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 some ground up on those guys. Ten points behind them. We got an opportunity to gain two points tonight. Then we'll be even in games played. We get a win against them. Tomorrow night will be four points back. Or no, six points back after that. With 30-plus games left. Well, not 30-plus. Um, tonight's game is actually game 52. So, it'll be 29 games left. I'm excited, man. It's going to be fun do- going down the stretch. Interested to see if anybody can take Boston out, though, this year. We'll see. All right. Brady retired. I know that's just a crazy quick transition, but Brady retired. And, you know, all the speculation coming off, you know, off the playoff loss, everybody thought he was going to go to Vegas, Miami, yada, yada, yada. No one thought he was retiring. Well, he retired. And thank God for it. 
not going to say much on this. You know, as he said, he used up his whole emotional essay and everything last year when he retired for a month and then came back. So, you know, good riddance. I mean, he is the greatest of all time. There's no question about it. By the way, let's let's bring that up for a second. I just don't understand why, like, one of the best to ever, you know, do it has to retire, and then we automatically have to go into comparing how great, like, their talent was or what. what I, I, hate, I hate it. I hate it. We've, we've been saying he's the GOAT for two, three, four years now, okay? He was probably the GOAT before he, before he even went to Tampa, and then he got a ring there. So, look, can someone else get to seven? Probably not, and I don't really care. Dude's the greatest of all time. There's, I mean, seven Super Bowls, went ten times, okay? That's it. I take pride in the fact that Eli is 2-0 and against against him obviously as a giant fan but look no denying it get goodbye <laughs> 45 years old goodbye have fun at at fox um so yeah he's done finally bye bye um dayball wins coach of the year and let's be honest there was a lot of teams that you know a lot of guys that probably deserved it too I'm not going to discredit any of them. Doug Peterson, for one, who I can't stand, but he turned he turned around a dumpster fire in Jacksonville. Um, you got Kevin O'Connell in Minnesota, who won 13 games in his first year. That's pretty damn good. No matter no matter how much you want to talk about how much how big of a fraud team that was, you could say whatever you want. 13 wins is 13 wins, and he deserved to be in the conversation. Nick Sirianni deserved to be in the conversation, even though I can't stand the guy. Um, who else? Kyle Shanahan with the quarterback situation deserved to be in the conversation. But if you ask me who did more with less and who showed that he can be a a great coach in this league, it was Brian Dable and he deserved it. And that's just my two cents on it. And if you disagree with that, there's probably something wrong with you because you weren't watching this team and how they played all year. I mean, they got better every game, win or loss. You could tell. So, this is my opinion on it. You can call me a homer all you want. He deserved it. Um, Mahomes win, won his second MVP. I mean, we saw that coming, especially when Hurts got hurt. So, you know, yeah, second MVP. Good job. He's going to win more. I mean, he's dynamic. Dude is something else. And, by the way, we're going to get into that game in a second. And But... Real quick, want to get into some things on the Jets. So the Jets, Jets sweep, right? They get the they get the offensive rookie of the year and the defensive rookie of the year. And Sauce Gardner, offensive rookie of the year, was Garrett Wilson, right? Garrett Wilson, by the way, offensive rookie of the year with the quarterback situation, excuse me, being the way it is. And all this talk, Aaron Rodgers, um, Derek Carr. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Ryan Tannehill, which, by the way, if you get Ryan Tannehill, I'm sorry, Jet fans. I would actually feel bad about that. I think it's Aaron Rodgers or nothing considering the moves that you've made and the things that your ownership has already said and the things that your GM, GM has already said. So if you don't get Aaron Rodgers, I think that's a problem. Either way, I mean... Anything's an upgrade from what you had. 
but to win to to sweep that that just shows you like the 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 drafting ability of Joe Douglas is not all that bad. I mean, Zach Wilson is a glaring mistake. Apparently, you're going to stick with him. I guess he's going to be the backup. I don't know. That's another thing. Like, you want to sign Jimmy Garoppolo or Derek Carr to a crazy contract and then have to pay for a backup because you can't rely on them and then have Zach Wilson being there making $9 million? I mean, you're going to have $50 million going to your quarterbacks? If you don't get Aaron Rodgers, isn't that crazy? You're only going to have $24 million going to your quarterbacks if you get Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> you need to get Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it's as simple as that. But um, it just goes to show like they know how to draft. And if they actually get a competent quarterback, this team could do something. That defense is ready, in my opinion. And... You're going to have to pay that defense. So I think you need to take advantage of this while you don't have to pay any of them and go get the guy that you need to get to take you to the next level. Look, the AFC's loaded, so you're not going to the Super Bowl, okay? I'm not going to guarantee a Super Bowl appearance, but you're a contender in the AFC if you get that dude. If you get Aaron Rodgers, you're a contender. And everything you've done so far leads to getting Aaron Rodgers. So make it happen. I mean... Yes, he's going on this darkness retreat thing. Um, hey, you're into what you're into, buddy. I'm not going to kill you for that. Hopefully you come out of that thing thinking Jets. <laughs> but um, if I'm the Jets, you got to do whatever it takes to do that. I mean, you have the most, you know, trait... Like you could, you have the most things to trade for him. Like you got the picks, you got a player if you want to play, whatever. You have the most. Like no one else has what you can give, so don't get outbid by anybody. That's about it. He doesn't have no trade clause. Green Bay can pick the best deal for them, and you can give them the best deal. So simple as that. Unless he wants to stay there, or retire, which I don't think he's going to retire. But I don't think he wants to stay there either. We'll see what happens. I didn't think he wanted to stay there last year either, and then he signed a deal. So <laughs> you never know what happens. But, yeah, good for the Jets. I mean, they're going to be studs for a long time. And just go get the QB. That's about it. All right. Time to get into this fucking Super Bowl. I'm, 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 I'm torn because... I truly just want Kansas City to win this game so bad. And it's because I can't stand Philly. and But at the same time, I understand how good Philly is. Although I do believe they've had the easiest path to a Super Bowl of all time. Going up against the Giants defense that they played against. And then everything happening to San Francisco the way it did. Jalen Hurts hadn't had doesn't didn't have to do anything in those two games, and it, when he did try to throw the ball downfield, it did not look pretty. Um, get this? Did you hear this stat? I heard this over the week. Jalen Hurts <clears throat> has only thrown twenty two balls, or has had twenty two snaps when trailing in the second half this year, <laughs> which tells you they get out to early leads and hold them. 
So, you know, there's a lot of things that go into this game for me. The health of the quarterbacks is huge to me, and I think Kansas City is going to have the healthier one. Just judging by how Patrick Mahomes looked in the uh, AFC Championship game, yeah, he was hobbling, but he made the plays that he needed to make every play. So whether he had to run the ball or throw it, whatever. Um, so I And two weeks off preparing for a defense and giving that ankle more time to heal, I think he'll be all right. Hurts, to me, hasn't been the same since the injury that he's got that he had and you know they needed the last game against the Giants in the regular season he played in that game did not look great against the second string guys for the Giants and really hasn't looked great in the playoffs at all I mean Giants turned the ball over against them and they ran all over us Jalen Hurts didn't have to do much in that game and then they did the same thing to San Francisco. I mean, they turned the ball over. They, both quarterbacks got injured. I mean, look, it th- that pass rush is, sh- rush <laughs> is serious, and there's no denying that. And their and their secondary is probably the one of the better secondaries in the league, and they've showed that. At the same time, they didn't really show that against San Francisco, considering there was like ten pass attempts the entire game, and. So here's my other caveat. This team has not played a team like Kansas City. Like their offense, they haven't played an offense like Kansas City all year. You can say what you want, Eagles fans. They just haven't. So giving Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes two weeks to prepare with the weapons that they have, it's a better O-line than they had in the Tampa game. Look, uh but at the same time, the Eagles, like everybody who's been covering the Eagles and everybody who talks about the Eagles says that this is the most talented team they've ever had <laughs> all the way around. And this, you know, they won a Super Bowl four years ago, which I think they got fortunate to win, but they still won it. And everybody thinks this is the most talented team ever that they've had. And that includes the McNabb years with Terrell, Terrell Owens, all, all those teams. So, like, I don't know. I, I Again, I'm not naive to how good that team is. I can't stand them, though. And you, you can tell by the spread that this game is going to be a, a pretty evenly matched game, I think. I, I, I do think it's going to be high scoring, though, because I don't think they're going to be able to hold Mahomes. But I also think the Eagles can run on this team. So the secondary for Kansas City is very young. They're all rookies. So... There's a lot of cool storylines going in this game, too. I mean, you know, you got the both Kelsey brothers, the first brothers ever to play against each other in the Super Bowl. That's crazy. Um, you got Andy Reid going up against his old team. And then you got Nick Sirianni talking about how he, he's always had a chip on his shoulder because Andy Reid fired him when he came to Kansas. Oh, my God. I, I can't stand Nick Sirianni. Can't. But Andy Reid's going up against the team he used to coach and brought teams to NFC Championship games and Super Bowls and all that. Um, so that's a cool story uh, storyline. Look, at the end of the day, I'm going with Kansas City, and they're a point-and-a-half underdogs, which I love if we're going to be betting this game. But I'm just going with Kansas City because Philly needs to lose. 
it's just my opinion. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do if Philly wins because it's highly possible. It's funny, too. I got invited to a Super Bowl party, and I was told that pretty much everyone there is going for Philadelphia. So I don't think I'm going to that Super Bowl party. Because <laughs> I'm going to be a crazed maniac going against Philadelphia. And if everybody in that place is going for Philadelphia, I might have a nervous breakdown. So, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be doing that. I'll probably just end up staying home. i got to do homework that day anyway now that I'm thinking about it. But anyway, yeah. No, I'm going with Kansas City. And if we're going to be betting, I'm taking them plus the one and a half. I think... I think them being an underdog is is funny to me. Look, they got the experience. They got the better quarterback. They got the better coach in my eyes. I mean, I heard DiPietro today make a good point. Sean McVay is a great coach too, and look what happened in his first Super Bowl. So just looked extremely overwhelmed. Now, again, he's going up against Bill Belichick in that game, but Andy Reid is no slouch. He's one of the greatest of all time too. So to give him two weeks to prepare – for you know, for the that Philadelphia defense again, that Philly defense has never gone up against a, a Kansas City uh, or Kansas City offense like this. Again, in the same token that <laughs> this Kansas the Kansas City was second in sacks this year behind Philly, and they've never they haven't gone up against an offensive line like Philly's. Philly's offensive line is elite, so I think they'll be able to run the ball for that reason. I'm I'm nervous about the game, but. Uh, at the end of the day, I think Kansas City wins, I don't know, 34-28. I think that's the final. I think it's going to be high scoring. I think it's going to be fun. Um, Rihanna's doing halftime. I'm going to watch it, whatever. But I'm just more for, focused on the game than anything else. But I'll watch it. I enjoyed last year's halftime show. so And I like Rihanna, so we'll see. But, um, yeah, man. That's where I'm going. Go Kansas City. I think I'm going to end it there. A little shorter today, but hey, that's how it goes sometimes. Go Chiefs. I appreciate y'all for listening. Follow me on Twitter, um, you know, at Winner1023, W-Y-N-N-E-R-1023. And by the way, back on Instagram. I am back on Instagram, um, at WinnerCirclePod, Winners underscore Circle underscore Pod. If you want to follow me there. Um, again, appreciate y'all for listening, man. Thanks for sticking with it. Thanks for being patient. Um, and I will hopefully, no, I'll, I'll be on next week. I promise. I'll be on next week. We got to react to the Super Bowl and things like that. See what happens here. Um, go Chiefs again. I'm going to keep saying it. All right. And go Rangers. Be there tomorrow. I'm going to beat the fucking Canes, man. We're going to beat them. We're going to fucking beat them. All right. Peace.